1: Welcome in. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is All Ball. Thanks so much for for listening. Uh, we will get back to hoops, and uh, I'll talk a little bit about the double transfer conundrum that a lot of these players and and uh, and coaches are waiting to find out if their 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 players are cleared, especially after the Tez Walker issue. We'll get to that in upcoming episodes. I thought you'd enjoy a continued conversation with Jacob Jaber, who of course is the co-founder of Phil's Coffee and now investor and part of the board there. In this episode, we'll get to the fact that they went from a mom and pop to two stores to eighty stores and growing how do you how do you maintain the same level of quality really hard, right? Because I think that's what happens when you're a coach, you know is now all of a sudden you you go from a lower level to a higher level. you have to hire assistants around. you have to hire people to help you with the program. How do you maintain that same level of personal care when you know, you're being pulled in 50 different directions. Fascinating, right? Here's my, the second part of my conversation with Jacob Jaber. When did the, the the overall expansion come?
2: Late, like 2013, 12 actually is when we started expanding. We had like 10 stores. We had like 10 or 11 stores in 2013. We were opening one here, one there. And then we started opening five a year, then 10 a year. Now we have like 80
1: What's the feeling like?
2: What's the feeling like? So damn fun. (laughs) Hard and fun. All the things that I wanted at the time, right? Like just hard, challenging, fun. It was kind of like reminding me of a game, right? Like when I was building the it's like, okay, you step out from 30,000 feet. You're watching the map. You're watching the picture you're trying to paint. And if you're so focused on one corner of the canvas, you're going to miss the big picture. But if you're not focused on that one corner of the canvas, it's going to be not good or not great. So I think that's one of the things I understood is this idea of understand the bigger picture that you're trying to paint and know how to drop in in different parts of it because you're managing a system. You have hundreds of employees, then you have a thousand employees. So I think that was very natural for me. And gaming taught me that, not school. and so for me it was like a game it was a lot of fun and i'm very competitive i'm very ambitious from basketball to gaming and i'm a sore sport too if i lose i'm going to talk crap and i'm going to say play again i'm not going to leave until i win (laughs) and i might never win but i'm not going to leave i'm not going to that's my and even today i have that hunger and that drive so for me just the idea of expanding and growth was a great challenge and then how do you do it with quality made it so much fun.
1: Okay. So let's, let's, let's dig in there. Okay. It's also a very competitive market, right? Yep. Com- especially compared to when you started, because you have, um, you have coffee bean, Starbucks, Dunkin. Um, and I know they're not all direct competitors, Pete's. Um, I'm sure there's there's others that I'm missing, right? tons uh, but but they everybody has kind of their their own thing, and you're also, by the way, in you know, you started in California in Northern California, where um, it, it's it's especially about it. It's not like you're in a small town or in the midwest where you know
2: you kind of got your own thing, yep, one of the best food places in America.
1: no question yeah, uh, so, okay, so what? in expanding, I think the first thing is you guys had this mom and pop shop sort of feel furniture from home, literally a family owned business. When you start expanding to 10 stores, what, what are the things like the absolutes, the non-negotiables you have to have any in, in these stores?
2: Yeah. So It was certainly a lot harder to control quality, right, when we had 10 stores, to your point. Um, And by the way, real quick on competition, it's like some people are motivated by having an enemy and going after the enemy. And that works for a lot of people. But for us, we didn't even think about competition. We were motivated about delighting our customer. And I'm not just saying that. That's not fluff. We really mean it. Like We, we were just absolutely like, motivated by making sure customers had the best experience. And that, w- that, that helped us in a very big way because instead of putting our energy on others, we put our energy on the most important stakeholder, the customer. So that's that. But um, honestly, I would drive around like a madman visiting stores, checking in on employees, seeing if they needed help. And when I went into a store, I didn't walk in with a clipboard and say, you're doing this right, you're doing this wrong, you're doing... I went and I helped them. I developed rapport. I was relatable because I was a barista myself. I got to know them. So on one end, you want to be really tough and have high standards. On the other end, you these are people and human beings. So I recognize the importance of knowing their names, building a relationship with them. And we, we did such a great job at hiring that I didn't need to go in and hammer down. I went in to try to inspire and motivate. And maybe there were some things I had to correct here and there, but you, you know, you go from making coffee to driving around stores. And that was the thing the business needed at that time. And then once you get to 15, 20 stores, you have to find someone to manage the 10 stores who manage 10 store managers. And then you got to make sure they're good. That's one of the hardest positions actually is... The store manager is the most important position of each store. They're like the fill of the store. But the district manager who manages 10 stores, that's a very difficult position to find. find. It's, it's difficult because um, you need to know how to bounce around in a very good way. You need to know how to spend your time. You need to know how to prioritize. You need to know when to dig in. You need to, you know, so... I think you just adapt. You have to adapt. And this is why you got to know the big picture. Because if you don't know the big picture, you can't scale, right? Like, I know that there's no way we could have gotten to 10 or 20 or 30 or 40, 50 stores if I kept making coffee. I can't make coffee at 10 stores at once. So you got to, and then I got really, I just got, I just got obsessed with developing the playbook, the system.
1: Who's the greatest barista ever? Who's the one? And you have to remove yourself and your dad from
2: this. Yeah. Besides us, I will say the greatest. So there's a guy named Greg Matt. Greg Matt was a friend and early customer of my dad. He was, he's an amazing guy actually. And Greg started helping us out and working with us in the very early days. And, um, I've never come across someone with more passion as much as that, like, he, he shared his passion with us the level that we had. And he's so damn good with customers. And he would obsess about quality more than I would. And I was like, that's amazing. <laughs> so he was great. I mean, he was like us uh, in that sense, where he had an owner's hat on all the time. All the time he had an owner's hat on. So And Greg is still, you know, connected and great. We're, you know, so that's, that's Greg, Matt. I mean, there are so many, though, um, to be honest. There's a guy named Demetrius Dix, who is a doctor. And while he was going to medical school, he was a, bar- medical school, he was a barista. This guy was off the charts. And what store? What, what store did he work Berry at? Barry Street. Second store, Barry Street. Um, and, oh, man, like, this guy had a work ethic better than us. This guy had an attitude better than us. He was just amazing. Like just, you know, it, You know when you come across someone's just positive, like positive all the time, can-do attitude, not, oh, you know, ne- never that. Like, yeah, absolutely. You got it. You know, it's like, you know, one of the secrets for the young generation, they don't understand this, is I wish every young person would understand this in life, is do more than you're paid for. Do more than what's expected of you. And good things will happen over time. Maybe in that, not in that moment. That, that, that is uh, as,
1: un, as an unbelievable sentence. Okay. Yeah. So Okay. So now we get to the hard part. Yep. Okay, let's, let's start, let's start with COVID. What was COVID like when you're running this expanding business? And by the way, the business is all about the personal touch. Right? Now you can, obviously with the app, you could still order right? But the ability to have personal touch relationship, sit in a store, like all of these things changed dramatically and, and, you know, so many retails got crushed. What was COVID like?
2: Um, You know, the few few weeks leading up to the shutdown, on one end we were like, oh, this shit's going to pass. You know, no one knew, right? There was so much uncertainty and then fear and all that stuff and they were like oh we're probably not gonna have to close down and then the week before the shutdown things started to get more and then we were all in the office in the headquarters that's in the uh, talking about what to do because the mayor went out and said non-essential businesses need to shut down except on one end we were like in shock and the first thing that came to my mind is how do we not die so um 2019, mind you, was an extraordinary year for us, leading 2020, the early months, extraordinary. Like We were doing the best of our history. And then all of a sudden, this dark storm comes around and upends the entire business. And 90% of the revenue goes away overnight. Um, I'm thinking about cash in the bank. I'm thinking about people. I'm thinking about culture. I'm thinking about so many things. And one of the things we prioritized immediately was people. So, how do we take care of the team and the customers? And mind you, remember, like at this time, we all didn't know the whole world, like we didn't really know what this thing was, what it meant, the severity of it. Like for us, it was more dealing, erring on the side of being conservative because we did not know the risk. Right. like let's say this pandemic had a mortality rate of 50 percent right like thank god we were conservative right so it luckily it didn't and it was way overblown in many ways but we don't need to get into that um uh, we don't need to get into that no, but, but, but no
1: but nobody nobody knew like i, I think it's actually um... at
2: the time nobody right. knew right. there was uncertainty what happens when there's uncertainty uh there's and it's health risk there's fear right there you look back to the 1920s at this you know past pandemics and you just don't know right so there's a lot of uncertainty so we were dealing with uncertainty so very easily okay we can't control this we can control this bam immediate action on all the things we can control we had to furlough employees to cut our costs we had to take care of our employees and make sure that you know during the time we're closed how do we support them with health care and payment I worked with our operations team on how do we reopen as quickly as we can. I want to have a, as soon as we close the stores for a few weeks, the next day I called up our COO and I was like, we need a plan right away on how do we reopen? And he was like, but we just closed the store. And, um, he agreed with me though. He was like, he was fantastic during this time. And we came up with a plan on how do we reopen in a distance, healthy, you know, well, they, the 6 foot distance and all that stuff and we were sur- and then we adapted and then we reopened the stores and things were better but we still were significantly impacted. Mind you a lot of our stores not a lot of them but a good amount were in like these office financial districts where nobody went Well to the not, just, not 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 just
1: that you're in like I've been to the, two of the stores in Chicago and I can tell you I I traveled uh, during that time uh, I traveled some the next year I remember traveling and it was before we kind of became friends. I've told you since like Chicago was hit way harder than anybody, anybody could realize, right? You're in Chicago, you're in DC, you're in San Francisco. I mean, these are, these are cities that were just devastated. Annihilated by the yeah. shutdown. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and still, you know, I think probably this summer, you'd, you'd know more than I, this summer was like the first real, okay, everybody's, we're kind of sort of back, but you know, it's, yep. it's changed where people live, right? Not yep. as many people live in, in the cities. They, they're like, dude, why do I live in the city? Um yep. So yeah, it's, it, it was okay. So uh that's an incredible part of the story. The next part of the story is, and this is a little bit 2019, but I think it's something that, Having spoken to other business owners, I know to be a real thing is uh minimum wage is increased, but it's turned to where so many minimum wage workers are really apathetic towards work, right? They they it's just something they do. They don't, and again, I'm I'm speaking in grand terms, maybe not the
0: people you hire,
1: but yep. It's not only hot, like I have, I have a friend who runs a business, a big restaurant in Oklahoma. And he's like, it's not just hard to find people. It's hard to keep people. We actually give people bonuses for showing up to work. Whereas you're telling me, and I agree with like the idea, do more than you're getting paid for. That's not the mentality of a majority of people who are yep. looking for work. What has that been like? Because it does feel like the workforce has has adjusted a great deal.
2: Yeah. Um, well, the government hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? But like the government stimulated the economy in a really big way they've come up with rules and regulations and yeah, you know, try- I, I guess on one end they're trying to do the right thing. Cause again, there was so much uncertainty, but they, they, uh, you know, incentives drive behaviors. And I think the unintended, con- the unintended consequence of the stimulus and the regulations, um, change the incentive structure so that, you actually can still get paid without having to work and um that's bad (laughs) and 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 i'm not even speaking from an individual that's actually um not good for people now i want to separate this from people there are people that had covid and health issues and all like you got to support people on one end
1: no no i i I absolutely but but there is something un completely unhealthy to the
2: mentality. Like, there's people taking advantage. Yeah, easy to take yeah. advantage of the system.
1: Yeah, right, right, and and you know, and and again, it, this is a lot. I believe it's a lot like many of the things the government did in terms of COVID. Like, they had the best intentions at heart. Hundred
2: right? percent, the
1: best intentions at heart in terms of you know, giving people money so that they could just get by when they're not working when everything. Like all of those are good, are well-intentioned, Yep. but they're there. Whatever your well-intentions are, there's a percentage of people that take advantage of it and maybe not even took advantage of it as much as it changes the mentality. Like this is, yeah, I agree. And there's a real thing. Like we, I've talked about this with professional athletes before. How do you, and this is kind of a little bit, even your kids, how do you create the hunger and desire to make it when you've made it and your kids like all you want for your kids is to be in a better school, a better house, a better life than you had. On the other hand, yeah. you want them to still have the desire for more. Yep. Yeah. You know, and um, and, and a passion to make their kids lives better when they got it. But they got it pretty good. So, you know, I mean, how many, it's actually the thing I marvel at with Steph Curry, which is like, that dude's hungry to be great, even though he grew up, dad was a pro, private schools, it yep. counter to so many of us who have, frankly, kind of soft kids. And we have soft kids because their lives are way easier than ours.
2: I just get, I'm, I agree with that. Um, there's a great quote, which you've probably heard, other people have probably heard, which is like, uh hard times create strong people strong people create good times good times create weak people weak people create hard times yeah and i love that it's it's exactly what you're saying i think like you, like you can't like we need to teach resiliency you know we need to embrace hardships because the fact is life is difficult it's hard and the goal should not be happiness the goal should be um joy the goal should be community the, you'll get happiness as a result of these things but you know charlie munger warren buffett's partner has a great saying is if you want to be happy in life lower your expectations and on one end i completely agree with that like lower your expectations on life like don't expect anything from life you know uh so i like i like this tension between having high expectations for yourself and your friends and your community and your family But at the end of the day, have low expectations in terms of what you should expect back from life. And I think that's a good way to live because then you're not sitting there expecting things from people. It's like, oh, I did this. I expect that. That's not a healthy way to, that's not, that's not the right mindset. The right mindset is to be grateful. It's to, 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 you know, to try to have a positive attitude to do the right thing. You know, when no one's watching, uh, is very important. Um, treat people with kindness, no matter where they come or how they look. Like just yeah, you know, treat people well. That's like very important to us. But um, yeah, I, I think uh, it's just very interesting how COVID has upended many dimensions of life and culture. Or maybe it's actually revealed things in some ways. So I'm not so sure. But what I will say is that um, incentives matter. We were very fortunate because our team members were absolutely amazing uh and supported us as much as possible through the process it was hard for them it was hard for us but you know we worked through it together so we were lucky in that respect but resiliency
0: fox sports radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iheart radio app search fsr to listen live there are some things that are too good to keep a secret
1: It's like, you don't want people to be bullied and humiliated. On the other hand, you do want them to be pushed. And, and, and sometimes I was seen less short of bullying, short of humiliating, humiliating how do you, what motivates people? Right? Yeah. You know, can, can you only motivate through positive affirmation? Somewhat that helps. Uh, but sometimes, you know, sometimes being picked last in the playground or, you know, not getting a participation trophy. Sometimes that's a real thing that motivates.
2: you. Yeah. How do you deal with that with kids? So if you see a young one who didn't win, I'm not, I'm not great at it because, uh,
1: I'm, 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 I'm more old school. Yeah. So I, I, I run a basketball program and yeah. what I try and do is I try and uh, my whole idea is to teach the why. And how I teach basketball, it's the why, not the what. And how I teach how we, how we should feel about things, it's the why, not the what. And what I mean by that is like, hey, why do we win or why do we lose? Right? And if it's the, well, we just didn't make shots. Generally, that's not the case. But if it is, it's like, okay, well, why didn't we make shots? Did we not take good shots? Have we not been working enough? You know, yeah. Are the guys that are taking the shots... Not the right guys because they haven't they haven't worked hard enough. You know, you shouldn't feel bad if you miss shots when you haven't been practicing. Yep. You just can't because you're asking something of your body which is nearly impossible. You know, Steph Curry's the greatest shooter we've ever seen. He doesn't mean make half his shots. Yeah. So, uh, but if you you're allowed to be upset if you know you practice these shots, you usually make these shots, and you just were. They're in and out. You're just unlucky. I try and teach the why. Why do we win? Why do we lose? What can we take from this experience? What we got to do to get better? Who we got to be? Yeah. What it looks like? You know, and, and try and do a long game. Um, and I can do that because I'm not doing, I'm not running a program for money. You know, it's a money yeah. loser for me because of the time spent. And I can do it because, you know, I, I've tried to surround myself with kids and parents who are my kind of people yes. um but it's not easy but i, I think it's to me in, in sports is teaching the why um it's hard i think would in, always
2: tell like, me like at a young age he said i want to show you the good the bad and the ugly yeah. i don't want to lie to you and he said yeah. wherever you go build the church but know that there's good bad and ugly be exposed to all of it at a young age because this is real life and there's always going to be good, bad, and ugly. But again, build the church wherever you go. I love that. I love
1: that. Uh, what, what does he think of the company?
2: I mean, he's very proud of what we've built. And he has maybe a 1,000 customers' phone numbers. They text him. They talk to him. They love him. Because my dad just made friends with everybody. If you walked into the store and he saw you sitting there on your laptop, And he saw someone sit next to you with their laptop. He walk up to you and say, why are you guys sitting like a plant? You're sitting three feet away from each other. You haven't even introduced yourself. What kind of, what is this? Hi, what's your name? What he'd introduce people. He connect people, you know, that's just kind of, just kind of his thing. He loved, he, he loved, he loves people. And uh, so he, he uh, you know, He's, he's loved by the employees. He's loved by customers and he's very proud of what we built. And it's very important for him to make sure we keep going in the right way. We don't forget where we came from.
1: What is, what's the ceiling for the company?
2: Well, I think it's just about, um, I like this idea of like getting better and getting bigger. It's good to keep getting better. And sometimes to get better, just don't do stupid stuff. Um, There's another great quote by Charlie Munger. Uh, I'm a fan of this guy. Anyways, he says, avoiding stupidity is more important than seeking brilliance. So he had this great story where he was um, in wartime. His job was, they didn't have the technology back then. His job was to monitor the skies because there was all the pilots and planes flying around and weather could kill them. So his job was to make sure the pilots who were flying did not die. So he was unsure how to uh, approach the job. But what he decided to do is he took a blank piece of paper and he wrote down all the ways on how he can kill the pilots in the air. So he literally wrote down 10 ways or whatever it was. Here's all the ways I can kill the pilots. And he said, the only thing I did was avoid those things. And it worked. So just avoid being stupid is actually brilliant. What about for you? What's What's the dream? you're 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 you're
1: you're you're fifty what does it look like
2: honestly like um uh, healthy family uh that's thriving and happy and having a good community around me um Phil's continue i'm not running the day to day anymore I'm still on the board chairman founder and all that but we have a good team in place managing the day to day but making sure Phil's reaches its fullest potential um, I'm doing a lot of uh Uh, like, investing and building. So um, uh, I love small businesses and there's a lot of small businesses out there. You know, it's like there's that Italian deli that's been around for 20 years. There's two or three shops and they're always packed. They have fans, not customers. And it's like, man, there should be so many more of these wonderful Italian deli shops. Uh, How can you go in and help these founders grow? Kind of like what we did with Phil. So I love this idea of, um getting to know the best small businesses out there's out there uh food beverage retail brick and mortar and just trying to figure out how to how to help them help them grow and that can come in a variety of ways but that's what I've been doing I've been developing great relationships with great founders some of them have all these different situations sometimes they want to retire sometimes they need help sometimes you know and and the funny thing is like I grew up in Silicon Valley right and everybody's a, in technology and entrepreneurs, and they they have huge ambitions and goals. There's a lot of business owners out there that don't want to grow. They just This is a lifestyle for them. They want to keep doing their craft. And that's cool. And that's great. So growth isn't always the best answer. The best answer is to enjoy what you're doing, and love what you're doing, and be around good people. And uh, I think that's It's as simple as that. Like, honestly, you know what fun at 50, 50, it'd be nice to be sitting down at a nice dinner with a glass of wine with family. That's it. That's like, those are the best moments, right? So how do you have more good moments and less bad moments? You have more good moments by having good energy and you reduce the bad moments by staying away from bad energy. So just more good energy, less bad energy. If I like someone, they have good energy, I spend more time. If I don't like it, I avoid. So avoid the stupid stuff and try to just focus on the good stuff. But keep your expectations tempered because, um, you know, it's like when there's a vacation coming up in a month, everyone's looking forward to it and is excited. Like, it's okay to not have something to look forward to. Be okay with that. And I think that's when you have more joy in your life.
1: Hey, man, you've been incredibly generous with your time. It's a remarkable story.
2: You too. This has been fun. When are we going to play ball?
1: Whenever. Whenever. We'll play basketball. We can play pickleball.
2: Oh, no. Basketball. I want to play basketball with you. Let's.
1: All right. We're going to play basketball. I'm going to set it. I'll text you. I'll set it up. Text me one day. Yeah. I would love that. Okay. I'm, I've gotten back to where I'm playing a couple times a week. I, w- I want to see this. Uh, kind of awkward yeah. awkward no,
0: but, I'm, I'm a little but bit better now
1: i'm a little bit more but, uh, but i want to but it's effective it doesn't matter it doesn't matter as long as it goes in yeah right? exactly as long as it goes nobody, in nobody nobody cares as long as it goes in and yep. and then the and then the big thing is as adults we don't get hurt yeah right? we don't get yep. hurt and have a cup of and have a cup of coffee afterwards that sounds amazing jacob thanks so much man of course all right, Jacob was awesome with his time. Uh, that was I learned so much, and of course, uh, it makes you want to go get a cup of coffee when you're just thinking about it. Especially with his love and passion for what he did. Plus, love the idea of his dad knowing everyone's name, everyone's story, and telling them to not not sit at the same table with somebody else with a laptop and instead introduce themselves. And it's just, yeah, you know, successful people are successful for a reason. Winners win, as coaches like to say. Thanks so much for listening. A reminder: The Doug Gottlieb Show is daily, three to five Eastern, twelve to two Pacific. You can listen on the iHeartRadio app as well. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is All Ball.